Welcome to this program on how to overcome temptation. You know there are some sins out there that are so big and so dark and they're so much a part of our lives that we just can't get rid of them, even if we try and want to. I want to tell you that there's good news and it's all in the Bible. You can overcome any sin in your life if you listen to what the Bible and Jesus has to say to you. So I pray that this will be a blessing for you, this program. In fact, more than that, I pray that it will be the beginning of a change in your life as you start to overcome things in it that you know shouldn't be there. God bless you. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I used to be, and this is, this is the truth, the pastor of a tiny little church in Queensland. It had probably 60, 80 people who had come each week to it, but it was a beautiful little church. And I remember one Sabbath, I'd preached a sermon, and it was on a sermon similar to this topic which I'm sharing with you this afternoon. And this lady came to the front door after the sermon. I was shaking all the, the people's hands and wishing them God bless and goodbye. And she came to the, to the front door, and she grabbed my hand in a very warm handshake, and she shook it, and she said, "'Guess what, Pastor?' And I said, what? She said, I haven't sinned in over five years. Well, what do you say when you're a pastor and a lady comes to you and says, hey, I haven't sinned in over five years. And, you know, sometimes the Lord talks to you. And, and, and he flashed this opening text that we're going to look at this afternoon into my mind. And I didn't, I didn't discredit her. I, I didn't say, oh, you, you've just told me a lie or anything like that. I said, let's look together at Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. And the Bible says, for all, how many? Is that you? Is it me? You better believe it. Ask my wife if you struggle with that. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, I want to take it even further than that. I think not only have we all sinned. Now, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think we've got sins in our lives that we enjoy. Am I right? These are the ones that worry me. You know, when I came to Jesus, there were some sins in my life that I did not enjoy. I've told, and I'm ashamed to say it, but before I met Jesus, I was a liar. But even though I didn't know Jesus, I used to hate lying. Do you know what I'm saying? And so when I came to the Lord to give up lying, what was something that I enjoyed and did it almost immediately. Because you know what? When you lie, you get yourself into trouble. Did you know that? If you're a liar, you know what I'm talking about. You get yourself into big trouble. I didn't have any trouble giving up lying. But each of us, the Bible calls it a besetting sin. Each of us has a sin or sins that we have in our lives that we enjoy. Am I right? Am I right? In fact, you want to know something? As I was preparing this subject and I was doing some reading, I came across the concept that all of us 
have at least one besetting sin or one sin that we enjoy, at least one. Some of us have two, three, four, if you're unfortunate, half a dozen or more. At least one sin that not only do we enjoy, we're addicted to it. Do you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking addiction? In other words, we're so addicted to it, yes, we enjoy it, we can't give it up. Am I right? No matter how we try, we can't give this sin up. It, it has grown so, so large inside of us that it's become a monster. And I can think of a number of things that people are addicted to that they can't give up and they enjoy. Let me give you some examples. Alcohol can be one. I have met people who are addicted to alcohol. They enjoy it. Yes, they do. They partake in it. They want to give it up often, but they can't. They are addicted to it. People are addicted to alcohol. Can you think of some other things they're addicted to? Cigarettes, drugs. One we don't like to talk about a lot, especially if we're men, is pornography. I tell you, if that stuff gets a hold of you, men, it can be, and I've seen it through the years, it can be very, very difficult for people, men, to get rid of that terrible curse out of your life. Sometimes we can be addicted to simple things like lying and cheating. Sometimes we have sins in our lives, we enjoy them, we're addicted to them, we can't give them up. You may have come into this church this afternoon discouraged, thinking I've got things in my life I can never get rid of. I have done this Bible study we're looking at this afternoon with old people who have had sins, besetting sins, sins that they've enjoyed, sins they're addicted to, that have become monsters in their lives and they can't get rid of them. I, I have done this Bible study with old people. Some One man I did a Bible study with, he had a sin that he loved, that he enjoyed, that he was addicted to, that was in his life for over 60 years. He could never get rid of it. He wanted to follow Jesus. It was all always in the way between him and Jesus. And I did this Bible study with him and he took what I shared with him from the Bible to heart. He put it into practice and he won the victory and he got rid of a sin that he had for over 60 years. So there is no sin that you enjoy that is too big, that is too dark, that is beyond you and Jesus dealing with. And I'm going to share with you right now how to deal with it. It's not a long study, but it's a powerful one. Remember, Bible says, Romans 3.23, how many have sinned? All. That's you. So I'm talking to you this afternoon. I'm talking to myself. Turn in the Bible to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to pick up a story here about Jesus. It's a story that occurred not long after he had started his ministry. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, and I really pray from the depths of my heart that this study this afternoon will change the hearts of people in this church, that you will leave here with hope and determined to try what I'm about to share with you. How to overcome temptation more than that, how to overcome the besetting sin, the addicted sin that is in your life that you enjoy. You want to get rid of it, but you can't. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus is right at the beginning of his ministry. This is one of the great stories in the Bible. And Jesus shows us in this story how you can beat any sin, no matter how dark or powerful or big, how you can beat any sin in your life. You do what Jesus did, you cannot fail. I know that because I'm talking from experience this afternoon. 
Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, the Bible says, was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Now, I grew up, my mum and dad preaching, are teaching me the Lord's Prayer. How many of you know the Lord's Prayer? We used to say it every Friday night as we would bring Sabbath in. Our Father, which art in heaven. You can imagine little boys. We knew it off by heart. Never knew what it meant until I was about 10 years old. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us. Not into temptation. And yet here in Matthew chapter 4 verse 1, the Bible says that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, by God himself, into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Now I want you to think this afternoon. Look at the Bible text. Why was Jesus led by the Holy Spirit into the, devil, in, into the desert to be tempted by the devil? Think about it. Why? Why would God lead Jesus into the desert to be tempted? Well, there, Jesus did not just come to earth to die for us. He also came to earth to teach us how to combat Satan. And Jesus, I want to tell you now, this story is 2,000 years old. And there is power in this story. Whether you believe in God or not, you try what Jesus did and you're going to see that there is power in this story to overcome any sin. Jesus went into the desert to show you how to combat Satan. There is no other reason. That's why he went. And so let's find out what happens. Matthew chapter 4 verse 2. After fasting, that means not eating food, for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Well, of course. Now, the question is, why did Jesus, think about this, we need to think when we read the Bible. What's Jesus sharing with us in its sacred pages? Why did Jesus go into the desert and before he even meets Satan, he fasts. He goes without food for 40 days and 40 nights. I wonder, what's Jesus doing? Let me share something with you. Jesus is the king of the universe. His power is unquestioned. He is the great God. At, at his word, worlds come into being. At, at his touch, planets are put on their orbit through space. Jesus, the king, is raw power. It was he who created every single one of you. I don't cop this thing that babies are just developed in a mother's womb and, and follow a, a, a biological process. I believe what the Bible says in the Psalms, that you are wonderfully knit together by the hands of the creator. Every person who ever lived is made by Jesus, is made by God. It's what the Bible says, and I believe it. Now, let me tell you something. Jesus is more powerful than any being or any person you have ever met. He was the one who indeed made Lucifer, who later became Satan. He was the creator of the, uh, of the being that he was going into combat against. And he was far more powerful than the devil. It, 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 look, all Jesus got to do is, is look at the devil and he could smote him into ashes. 
But Jesus was going to show you how you can overcome temptation. Now, the question is, when Jesus, when the devil, sorry, comes to you, does he tempt you in your strengths or your weaknesses? Weaknesses. Now, Satan, Satan studies each one of you. Make no mistake. You are of great interest to him. Don't underestimate who you are and your place in the battle between God and Satan. As God loves you deeply and intimately, as he knows you and wants you, so the Satan hates you and studies you and tries to work out a way that he can take you to hell. That's a fact. He studies and he is looking for what? Weaknesses. Now, Jesus is all-powerful. Did he have any weaknesses? So why does he go hungry for 40 days? So that he has a what? A weakness. What was his weakness? If you go hungry for 40 days, what becomes your weakness? You are weak physically, but what would you have a weakness for? Food. 40 days without food. He's weak physically, and he is longing, he was a human being, God in human flesh, he is longing for food. Now guess where Satan attacks him? Let's look at the story, verse 3. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Satan attacks him where? In his weakness. Satan attacks you in your weakness. Look, let me tell you, I have absolutely no weakness. That's one of the few areas in life where I haven't when it comes to honesty. Yeah, I don't. It's one of the few good things I've got going for me. I'm honest. You could come to my house. You can leave your wallet there for $1,000 in it. I'm not going to spend it. You can come back the next week, it will still be there. You, you could lose your credit card and I could find it. I'm the sort of guy, and I'll tell you, it's one of the few things I've got going for me, so I'm certainly not lifting myself up here. But if I found a wallet with $200 on it in the street, I'd hand it in, would you? Yeah, I would. That's just how I am. It's not a weakness. Do you think the devil comes to me and tries to tempt me to, to, uh, to be dishonest and to steal? Why not? It's a strength. Believe me, I've got some weaknesses and I'm not going to tell you where they are. But the devil just hammers me in these weaknesses. And the devil zeroes straight in on what Jesus' weakness is. And he says, hey, you've gone without food for 40 days. Turn these stones into bread. Now, what's the problem with that? Could Jesus do it? Why would it be a sin to turn stones into bread and to eat them? He's hungry. Why was Jesus in the desert? To be tempted to show you how you, how you, how you can defeat Satan. Now I want to ask you a question. Can you turn stones into bread? If he had turned the stones into bread, Satan would have said, Bingo! You cannot defeat me without using your divinity. You are hungry rather than suffering like your, your, your created brothers and sisters do when they're hungry. You just created and made stones into bread. We knew you could do it, but you had to use your divinity to defeat me. You see what's going on here? Now here's the key. Here's the key to this whole study. How does Jesus combat Satan? How does Jesus combat satan look at what the bible says here's the secret to you overcoming any sin 
no matter how dark and powerful it is in your life, here's the secret. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus answered, it is written. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is written. Jesus, who is God, showing you how to defeat Satan, says, it is written. What was written? What is he quoting? The Bible. Jesus uses the Bible to combat Satan. Verse 7, another temptation. Jesus answered him, it is also written. Another temptation, three temptations. Verse 10, Jesus said, it is written. Every time, now hear me, and I'm going to show you how to do this next. Every time Satan tempted Jesus, he used what to combat him? He used the Bible. Now I'm telling you, plainly and straight, if you want to be a Christian and a successful one, then the Bible better be a part of your life. I don't know how people can walk with Christ without having the Bible very much an intimate part of their daily existence. Now I want to show you how this works practically. Do you know when the devil comes to you and he's assaulting you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm saying here? Assault and, and it's heavy. Sometimes I feel like I can hardly breathe and, and I want to do the temptation. I want to participate in it and it gets to the point where it's almost a physical thing. So, so heavy is the assault upon my being. This is what I do. I follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And this is what I do. The devil is assaulting me. I have these texts which I know off by heart. Okay? And they're what I call power texts. Now watch this. I'm under assault from the devil. Are you with me? Do you know what I'm talking about? Under major assault from the devil. And I go to a text. And if you've got your Bible, have a look at it. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. These are my power texts that I'm sharing with you this morning. When you're studying your Bible day by day, you should be looking for the voice of God, but you should also be looking for power texts that you can use to combat Satan in your life. Romans 8 verse 31. And I say, God, the devil's here again. I need help. And this is what I say. And I'm quoting Romans 8 31. I know it off by heart. What shall we say then if God is for me if god is for me and you are for me god who can be against me the devil's there he's tempting me i'm quoting scripture like who did now there is a power in the scripture that most of the world doesn't even know is there this works in all my life i'm 42 years of age i've been fighting the devil actively since i gave my heart to jesus almost 20 years ago i know what i'm talking about i know what it's like to be a sinner to be caught in sins that i could not escape from i know what it's like to be ensnared and trapped 
with nowhere else to go, discouraged because no matter how I try, I can't give up a particular sin. I want to tell you that every single time I follow in Jesus' footsteps and use power text, quote the word like Jesus did, I have victory. Romans 8.31, if God be for me, who can be against me? The devil can't stay in the same room where scripture is being quoted. And as I quote that, even though I want to do the sin, even though I want to participate in the temptation, the devil is forced to flee from the room do you get what i'm saying to flee it is a supernatural miracle you can only try and see that it works for yourself is there magic in the words of the bible no there is power from on high you are quoting words that belong to god and when you quote these words the spirit of god moves close to you and the devil and the spirit of god can't stay in the same room together and the devil is forced to flee now if you have a strong temptation if it is a dark temptation, if it's grown large in your life, the devil may come back and he may come back within a minute or two. What do you do? You do what Jesus did. The devil kept coming back to him time after time after time, three times. And three times Jesus did what? He quoted power text. Now, there's no magic in these words. You're just quoting the words of God. And when you quote these words, his presence surrounds you. And I'm telling you again, the devil can't stay there. Now, you might say, well, how long have I got to fight this battle? Because I tell you, sometimes the battle can be so fierce that it's exhausting. Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember before I met Jesus and I knew this, sometimes and I'd know that things were wrong. Sometimes I'd, I'd go and do the sin. I've always been aware of the devil and how he tempts. And sometimes I'm, I'm not... I'm not fooling you, I'd go and do the sin just to get rid of the devil. Have you ever experienced that? Because if you participate in the sin, often he will leave you alone, but not for long. That's how, how, how far down I had gone. When, when I found this, and, and I began to use and follow in the footsteps of Jesus and take Satan on like he took him on, wow. I tell you, it's changed my life. How long is the devil allowed to come back and tempt you? How many hours? How many days? I don't know. But I do know this, that this story in Matthew chapter 4 finishes like this. Jesus has defeated the Satan on three temptations. He's defeated him on each temptation by saying it is written by using the word. And the Bible says in verse 11, then the devil left him. Matthew 4 verse 11, then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. And if you want to overcome satan today with things in your life that are deep and dark and big i want to tell you there is hope fight the fight fight the fight do you know that that the devil just can't keep coming at you on and on there'll come a time where god will say enough leave my daughter alone leave my son alone and you will be attended by angels how sweet is that Let's pray. Jesus, we are all sinners. And I would say most, if not all of us, Lord, have besetting sins. We have great weaknesses, weaknesses we can't overcome. God, help us to study this passage in Matthew 4. Help us to see that Jesus has shown the way. And please, God, I plead... 
encourage us, give us the wisdom to know that through you, Jesus, as we quote the powerful words from your scripture, that Satan can and will be defeated in our lives. Give us the victory through you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching this program today on how to overcome temptation. There's good news. You've seen it. There is nothing, no sin, no matter how dark, no matter how big, that with Jesus you can't overcome. Put into practice what was shared with you from the Bible today. It works. God will save you. He will save you from any sin that besets you. He can do it. He's strong enough and he will. You have just got to ask him. If you'd like a free copy of this service, you can download it from our website. Or if you'd like, you can call us or email us and we'll be very happy to send one to you absolutely free of charge. Have a great day. God loves you.